0: At Discount Tire, we know how valuable your time is around the holidays. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com so you can spend more time with friends and family this holiday season. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a 99-yard pass to score a touchdown or a fumble in the first minute of the game. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code WELCOME. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs Outsiders Podcast you know
1: what time it is Good evening Or morning, you know, whenever you listen to this Welcome back to yet another Mavs Outsiders Podcast Reese, don't look at me like that <laughs> I am your host <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bivens on Twitter At Bibbs Corner uh, Bibs Film For all the movie stuff Website bibscorner.com Instagram at mbibs. I don't be posting on there. I post some random shit to my story from time to time. It don't be making sense. Anyway, uh, joined as always by my co host, Maurice Williams, at Minder Reese, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, I'm not going to go there. Uh, Reese, how you feeling this week, man?
0: Feeling good, man. You know, uh, nice victory on Sunday. I'm a huge wrestling fan. It's WrestleMania weekend. The biggest. Wrestling weekend in the world. Uh, yeah, new job secured for the most part, so feeling good in yeah. better spirits. <laughs> you, you seem like a new man. Like the whole aura around you is different. Maybe you know. That, I think that's accurate. <laughs> I, I would. I would definitely say that's 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 an accurate depiction of my spirit right now. Uh, so what's the situation with the current job? Like you, you let them know you got the two weeks. Oh uh, hell no! Nah. Um, so <laughs> what I did was there was a high. I, well, you know, you should know what Harris Tita is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Harris Tita was having a hiring event. Okay. Um, I went. They were offering jobs on the spot. I did the interview. They great in the interview. This manager said, "Well, I'm going to push you through, through to the next step. Uh, but I'm going to put you in front of the DM." You know he's just gonna ask some more questions talk to you So I got talked to the DM conversation Went great I'm going through with the next step They said uh they'll send a the person to reach out To me to you know let me know what the next step is Pretty sure I still have to take a drug test I don't smoke so that won't Be a problem uh so yeah I'm not I'm not quitting or putting the two weeks In yet I'm gonna wait till I know I'm through the steps And I know when I'm starting at mm-hmm. least Cause you know it may not be next week It may not be the week after you know So um yeah, buying my time, but I'm still deciding if I'm gonna do it two weeks or if I'm just gonna fire, like quit on the spot. Like, here's my keys, <laughs> suck my dick. Like,
1: you know. I'm gonna t- say it was uh it was very. Uh, I'm the type like again, my, my first job out of college, I gave them three weeks notice. Like, oh wow, <clears throat> uh, I, I worked for, I didn't have to, but I was like, ah, I worked the full three weeks, whatever. Cause I didn't have three. It was three weeks till the next job started, Mm -hmm. or four weeks. I just said I'll just take one week off and I'll work the next three. Um, The but when I left Walmart, I was so disgusted by the situation. I didn't even. I I didn't even decide that when my last day was going to be. I just woke up one morning and was like, "Man, fuck this!" and called and said, "I'm not coming back." that (laughs) That was the end of that.
0: That's how. That's how I feel about this job. I'm like, you know what. I, I, I hate it here so much I just quit in the middle of my shift or something like,
1: <laughs> You know what This customer's baby, man I'm out Have a great day
0: Customer cussed me out <laughs> My feelings are hurt I'm out of here And With my lunch
1: break, you know, I couldn't get back on time I ain't trying to hear nobody's mouth y'all, y'all have a great, be blessed
0: I'm hungry um, <laughs> The food I want to eat is at home So, <laughs> deuces
1: I can't get there and back in time, yeah
0: Hey, I got home to eat, and my car broke down. Forever, <laughs> I quit. <laughs>
1: Y'all gonna have to find somebody else, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't make it back.
0: Yeah, I, I feel you. I,
1: I feel you 100. It's um, I'm happy for you though. I'm happy for you. Uh, thank you it's thank you, thank it's you. uh, it's, it's a good feeling to to know where your next step is. Uh, I I don't know if I should say it. I don't think anybody I work with listen to this podcast. Uh, I have started the job hunt process. Now that I finished college. Okay. Uh, I'm looking for something, something new. I have a a good, I have a good prospect lined up that I I like, I don't know how far it's going to go. They have a very weird hiring process that I have to go through. That's like, you got to go through a bunch of, a myriad of tests. It it feel like, uh, 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 nobody watched the show 3%. The show is like one of those dystopian things where you go through like a series of challenges and like a certain small percentage of people get through at the end. Um, it's a good show. It's a, It's a Brazilian show, though. It's in Portuguese. Um, I saw on Netflix. Three percent watch it. Four seasons. It's really, really good stuff. Anyway, but uh, it, the way they lined it up, the, it's really weird. I'm about to start the process this week, though, so it should be should be interesting. But either way, because I'm looking at other jobs, I uh, <laughs> find myself not caring as much about my current job. I got. I can't do that. I, I don't wanna. I don't wanna go out on bad terms um we'll see how this goes over the next few weeks months however long it takes to find the right spot uh <clears throat> but we are five minutes in and I, that was my cutoff for for a random ass talk uh so we're gonna get into recaps and I I actually want an actual timer on this okay try to keep it to keep it short because i don't really care about talking about these games to be honest uh too much when wasn't, wasn't a lot that happened that needed to be discussed so let's keep this bit short you got the timer i'm um, queuing it up now i'll tell you when to start <laughs> so before we get into the recaps uh beginning of the week we signed brandon knight to a 10-day um we have trey burke in in protocols so hold up i gotta say it like this trey burke went into protocols first and then the 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 update changed to not with team which is interesting um i believe they said initially that he missed a test and that was why he was uh in protocols because he's unvaccinated and he has to take more tests than everybody and that was why he initially went to protocols but then he tested positive right if i'm not mistaken I don't
0: keep up on Trey Burke news. Sterling
1: Brown. Sterling Brown is in protocols. There we go.
0: Yeah, yeah, Sterling, yeah. All
1: right. I had to think about it. But, yeah, so so Trey Burke went into protocols because he missed the test. But, like, the last two injury reports, last two games, it just said not with team. It doesn't say he's in protocols anymore. So, I don't know what that's about. I don't really care. Uh, Sterling Brown, however, did test positive. And that is why we were able to sign Brandon Knight. To a 10 day contract, uh, he hasn't done a ton for us, but he did play for us. So, I'll be interested to see how this whole scenario plays out the rest of the season. I, like I said, I don't know what's going on with Trey Burke, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I don't think we will wave him at this point in the season if something's going on, but that would be incredibly disrespectful because I don't think he could play for another team if he did.
0: My bad, I wasn't smart That was bad timing, I was not smiling at us waving. When, <laughs> when you said that Stone Cold came out at the same time you said that, that's why I was smiling. So I was not. I assumed you were
1: smiling at something you were looking at,
0: but I was not smiling at. I don't. I, never mind, man. I, I, it's,
1: it's all good. It's all good. So let's let's get the timer going on this shit.
0: I'm right, sorry you
1: missed the Stone Cold.
0: No, I, it. I saw his match last night. I, well, he in the ring with Vince McMahon right now. This is a classic. So you know. Uh, you got to record it or something, damn. It's on Peacock, so I can always go back and watch it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so the first game of the week, hit the timer. Oh,
1: oh, okay, boom. It was the Los Angeles Lakers with no AD, no LeBron, Burke out, and it was a blowout win as expected. Uh, Dwight Howard in the early in the game hit a pick-and-pop or took a pick-and-pop three off of Russell Westbrook pick action, and I knew the game was over from there. It was up. Maxie took the ball coast-to-coast. For a layup the the Lakers were not serious,
0: yeah. Once I saw that, I knew it was over. <laughs> like, that I, I put it on Twitter that was the best offensive possession Maxie had in over a month. And somebody was, really was like pathetic. somebody replied, they wasn't a Mavs fan, my boy Gavin. Shout out Gavin, but he said, uh, he said Maxie had that bomb game against the Bulls. I said, yeah, in January, <laughs> like, and the fact that it was that long ago doesn't feel like it, but yeah.
1: Yeah, Maxi still struggling uh with life for the most part, but yeah, he took it coast to coast and I laughed. Uh Luca came out in asshole mode early. He had the fastest 30-point triple-double in that game, breaking his own record set in 2019. Uh did it in just under 23 minutes. And in that game the Mavs had seven players in double figures, just a wire to wire thrashing beautiful basketball being done displayed on our, our, our eyeballs unless you were looking at the Lakers that was not beautiful basketball but for the Mavericks beautiful basketball everything went perfectly any other notes for you
0: Uh, quick game simple game a game I expected us to win the Mavs went out and handled business didn't play around with their food uh, I turned this game off very early because I already knew what was up um, <laughs> so yeah that's all I ask handle your business
1: okay let's
0: move forward a minute and forty four
1: seconds. Oh, we really. Can- oh, this is easy. It's easy. It's right, light work. Uh, let's, got it reset. Hold on. Okay. Game two of the week. Yep. Was the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was a back to back. So Spencer Dinwiddie did not play. Still managing his recovery from the ACL. Uh, Mobley was out as well with the injury. Jared Allen has been out for some time. Moses Brown got the start. <laughs> Cook, Luca had an interesting game. Uh, he came out first quarter had eight assists. He came out third quarter scored twenty points, showing you that
0: he can do whatever the hell he wants, whenever the hell he wants. whenever the hell he wants. A tale of two halves. Like yeah. the dude had like the dude <laughs> yeah. had like ten and eight in the first quarter. Yeah, and ended with what like eleven assists. I don't even remember. Let me uh check the make box me, score. make
1: me pull the box score up. Ain't that a hoe? that's gonna buy that's gonna kill our time, our time a little bit it's okay we got time to blow i'll uh, stop it wednesday no i i got it uh dallas the, yeah he ended up with 13 assists 13 assists 13 but had, assists but he had eight in the first quarter
0: eight in the first quarter five for the rest of the game because he realized that the game was getting away from us a bit he was being too passive cleveland yeah. was cleveland had to leave for a bit the gap seemed to widen more and Luca said, All right, fuck this. Like these dudes are hurt, <laughs> just like the Lakers. They really just got Darius Garland right now. No Evan Mobley. Uh no Jared Allen. Sure Laurie Markkinen was there. Kevin Love was there. But without that team as a whole, all together, they had Karis Levert, but they're strongest when they're all together. We took care of business. Luca was Luca. End of story.
1: Speaking about the game flow, we know Luca plays the whole first and third quarters. First quarter we had the lead. Second quarter, they took the lead. Into the third quarter, they maintained the lead. And like I said, Luca went and dropped 20 on them, took the lead, and we carried it the rest of the way. Uh, took care of business, put them away. Uh, Moses Brown actually did have a respectable game, even though everybody wants to hate on him and analyze every little yeah. thing he does and talk a bit bad about him. He had 12 and 9.
0: That's respectable. Even going into the game, I was like, oh, Moses Brown starting, Dwight Powell gonna have a game. But Dwight Powell really didn't. Uh, Moses Brown came out and did his thing. And not even just against us, uh, he just recently. Had a double-double against the team, so shout out to him.
1: He had a couple of double-doubles, and I'm not even going to get into the side stories I could get into right now based on how Mavs fans are being weirdos about players that aren't on our team anymore, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Shall we
0: move on? We shall. Two minutes, 13 seconds.
1: All right, so we made it. We took up the 13 – we had 16 left over from the first one, so we're good. Third game of the week, Friday, went to D.C. Reese was in attendance. Uh, was very excited about his, his seats, uh, behind the bench, had the outside his hoodie on. Did, did anybody, uh, say anything? Anybody recognize anything like that?
0: Uh, nobody recognized me, but shout out to Evan Sully, uh, on Twitter. He's a fan of the show. Um, uh, we were supposed to link up, um, but I had, I, I ended up leaving the game early with like six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, and I didn't get to meet him. He actually wasn't sitting too far from me, and he sent me a picture that he took with Nico Harrison um, while at the game on Twitter. And I was like, dude, when I left, I looked you right in the face and didn't even realize it. Like, crazy. But, um, yeah, nobody recognized me.
1: That's the fun thing about... I don't want to say that's a fun thing. That's one of the weird things about, like, Twitter and, and, like, interacting with people, like... I know most some people's faces. Like, there's a lot of people I interact with. I've never seen their face at yeah. all. But then there's some people I I've seen their faces, but I don't know how tall they are. I don't know how big they are. Yeah. And I would not recognize them in person. Like
0: he has his profile picture is him. It's just that he looks a little bit older or darker in his profile picture. And in person, he looks lighter. He looks younger. So I didn't really recognize him. So yeah. yeah. Shout out to Evan Sully, man.
1: And as you can tell, we don't give a damn about this game. Uh, it was no, disgusting. KCP this decided game, to turn into ass. prime Kobe.
0: I paid $350 uh, for them tickets.
1: KP had a solid game. Uh, he and Luca had a hug during the game. There was a lot of pictures of him hugging guys after the game. I don't care. We lost the game. I I, I, I predicted a loss was on the table for us. Uh, the fact we lost it is, this what it is. Sad,
0: Like Spencer Dinwiddie put up that goddamn Instagram post early in the day and went out there and played like <laughs> trash. And KCP like pretty much
1: said, like, we not, we weren't gonna let that dude come in here and win.
0: So, like, come on, man, what, what we, what we doing? The turnovers were ridiculous. Maxie was abysmal on offense. Like, I, you had to, you a, had
1: to, you had to take time to say Maxie was abysmal on offense.
0: Being seeing this <laughs> motherfucker in person be okay, trash okay. on offense, like getting the ball in the mid range, being open and kicking it back out to. the we had two minutes and twenty four seconds. Fuck it, man. I, yeah. I, fuck Maxi. Fuck <laughs> this game. And I want my money back.
1: Uh, I would request your money back. Let's see what happens. Um, right. Let's see. All right, last game. We we, we you kind of talked about it earlier. We played the Bucks today. Uh, again, Maxi was out this time, which might have been uh, addition by subtraction. In this case,
0: I said we wouldn't miss his ass.
1: For whatever reason we always play the Bucks Well we always have a good game against the Bucks And Luca, 32 points 15 assists Dwight 22 and 13 Dwight supremacy reigns
0: I want to apologize
1: Dwight Power
0: To Dwight Power You're a good NBA player my friend <laughs> You belong here there should not be a Netflix documentary about how long you've lasted in the league. <laughs> I do not want the U.S. Army to draft you. You belong here. You're a solid NBA. I, I don't think you should be starting, but you're a solid NBA player. I respect you.
1: It's it's that easy, folks. You can you can accept. You know, maybe you went too hard on a player. Um, I'm not. I didn't. I'm not taking back any statements. I I didn't.
0: I I, I wasn't going too hard. It was warranted at the time.
1: It was. And that's the thing. Like, at the time of the tweet, it was true. Absolutely. 100%. And now it's not. And now we acknowledge that it is not.
0: 100%. It
1: it, it can be that simple. But if y'all want to dig up tweets from 2019 and say, ha, 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 y'all have fun with that.
0: That's why I made a thread and dug up my own tweets. (laughs)
1: Um, Marquise Chris played three minutes Apparently they were atrocious I missed them personally Bertans had six and five He was clanking them things Bullock a nice 16.7 board game Brunson had 15 Dinwiddie had 11 Um, This is the type of game Besides the Dwight 22 points That's not normal But as far as like most of everybody else is like Bullock, Brunson, Dinwiddie, Those are the three kind of X factor types. If Max, going to be a complete ass going into the playoffs. Those are the guys I need to be seeing doing what they did in this type in this game. Uh, we could get more from Dinwiddie from time to time, Yeah. but if he's giving us a minimum <clears throat> of 10, 11 points, I can live with that.
0: Yeah. I think we got so used to those big games by him that we realized like this is who he is, especially off the bench. So yeah, I- I'm not worried. Right. Right. Um, that's really all I got for the recaps, man. This was a, wow. a, th- a three-in-one week. You said that's all I got for the recaps as soon as we hit the two-minute, 30-second seconds,
1: <laughs> Crazy. So <laughs> that's all I got for the recaps. A three-in-one week. I said I could see us going two-and-two. Two if we had lost yeah. to the Bucks. I would not have cried over that because, again, I expected the Wizards to come out like this was the Super Bowl and, you know, the Bucks are the Bucks. Uh We we did hurt Giannis's chances at uh, getting that scoring title a little bit.
0: He, yeah, uh, held him below 30.
1: He did have 28. He was stat-padding at the end of the game, too. I'm going to say that real quick. But um, overall, solid week going into this last week of the season, man. You you enjoying this green
0: screen a little bit too much. I never did it with the Sprite before.
1: Don't be holding up branded content,
0: oh, bra- branded right. stuff.
1: We're not we not sponsored. <laughs> um, that's why I got this to- is
0: mellow yellow.
1: I mean, we couldn't see it initially until you turned it around, so... It was invisible. But, uh, if you don't have anything else to add here, let's take this break, and we'll come back. We got to get into some stuff because I'm tired. of, I'm
0: tired, yeah. of I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I'm tired, and I'm hella tired. <laughs> so let's, let, I, I'm ready. Let's get into it. But, yeah, I have to word from these people. NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook
1: app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, folks, and we are back on the Mavs Outsiders podcast. And I have never felt like more of an outsider than I have over the past several days on Twitter with uh, the, the conversation and dialogue that I've been having to deal with With regard to one particular player Who is allegedly rumored To potentially be on the Mavs radar For acquisition this offseason
0: So they say
1: Um, Again the assets ain't really there But this is the NBA It's a player's league If a player says send me there More than likely it's going to happen By hook, by crook, by D-book, It's going to happen I don't know why I said that. But uh, <laughs> with regard to an individual named Rudy
0: Gobert. <sighs> it's been a lot of discourse on the timeline, man. A lot of discourse in my mentions as we speak. A lot of opinions, you know?
1: A lot of opinions, a lot of takes, <laughs> a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts. Just a lot going on with regard to Rudy Gobert. Uh, Reese I'm gonna let you you start this I uh, believe now before even before like this the the, the, the takeoff yep. that occurred these past couple of days I actually copied a link to a tweet you had Yep, I'm gonna try to pull it up it's the voice tweet right I, be- I believe so let me see if I can find it I would have
0: not I posted it. it like before all this even popped off like
1: yeah let me see if this at the
0: beginning it. of this popping off, like when the um I guess when the news came out. Yep, I think this it was it. I, th- I think it. it's when the news came out. You want me to play it? Yeah, play it. I've been I-, I was gonna wait for the podcast to mention this, but I don't feel like waiting. And since it's a topic right now, I need to ask this question. Um I seen recently, maybe over the past month, month and a half, a lot of Mavs fans feel like, man, the Mavs get a Rudy Gobert we're instant contenders. Like, you can put us in the finals. And I kind of get where you're going with that. It's like, man, if this team has a a paint defender, especially the quality and the caliber of Rudy Gobert, who I believe is the greatest paint defender of the 21st century, honestly speaking, that, that you feel like that will put us over the top. But let me also ask you this. Luca. Is much better than Donovan Mitchell. The gap is clear. No cap. But the Utah Jazz have more talent than the Dallas Mavericks, correct? No cap. So why hasn't it put them over the top? You'd argue, well, the Utah Jazz don't really have any perimeter defenders, and that kind of hurts Rudy Gobert. Then I would ask do the Dallas Mavericks? We got Dorian Finney Smith. Reggie Bullock is a good team defender. What other true perimeter defenders do we have that can? Help Rudy Gobert from guys tunneling to the goddamn paint and embarrassing him like the Clippers did last year. You come across a five-out team that can take Rudy out of the paint like a lot of teams do. Then what? What problems do the Jazz have with that team and Rudy Gobert that the Dallas Mavericks would not? That's my question. Good morning. <laughs> can I follow up with that, or are you okay? No. So. <laughs> that was kind of, I don't remember what day that was, but it was the beginning of the whole Rudy band yeah. thing and the thing. All It tunneled down after that. So I still 100% stand behind my main point behind that tweet. But talking with people and saying some stuff on a the timeline, there were things that, you know, um, were brought to light to me because when I tweeted that I was genuinely asking, this was not me asking a rhetorical question, Trying to make a point. I really wanted to know people's opinions. So Luca's a better playmaker than Donovan Mitchell. Luca will obviously get um Rudy Gobert more involved than Donovan Mitchell would. That is true. I would also say then, you know, what offense does Rudy Gobert truly have? Like we get frustrated with KP on offense when it comes to the post. Pretty sure we will have the same issues with Rudy, but I do think Rudy is capable of imposing his strength and size more than a KP is in the paint. Um, Willing to go up for dunks more as opposed to bullshit layups, which will be true. But I do feel like, you know, you're not going to win a championship in this era with a guy like Rudy Gobert as your number two. Um, It all depends. I guess it all depends on who those other role players are. But I don't see our role players changing drastically Uh, by adding Rudy Gobert because if I'm not mistaken, Rudy Gobert is still on the contract, correct?
1: He signed a Supermax. He's got five years. He hasn't even kicked in yet.
0: So we would have to trade for him.
1: He didn't sign a Supermax. He took less because he he wanted to be nice to the franchise.
0: We would have to trade for Rudy, which means we'd have to give up assets for Rudy. Which means some of those role players we would need to compensate for having a guy like Rudy as our second best player were hurt in the long run. It's already tough to get guys here. We got Luca who just signed the Supermax contract. We got Rudy on this long deal for the next five years or so. You see what I'm saying? Like, I I understand wanting Rudy go bad, but I don't think we're in a position. I don't think that should be the goal at all. Like, I, I, I get it. I get the idea. But I get how that helps us. But in the long run, it helps us immediately. But in the long run, does it really? <clears throat> so First thing
1: I wanted to address Was What do we have that the Jazz don't And I'll agree that they have more Offensive weapons Like just Bojan alone We don't have a Bojan or a, guy, 20 Clarkson, really. a guy that can score 20 points a game Tim Hardaway Jr. was kind of our Clarkson They were very similar As far as like production and dependability I would say uh indecision decision-making clarkson's slightly better decision-making but it's comparable when you look at the the raw numbers or whatever it's comparable uh with that said the difference between the jazz and the mavericks is mainly donovan mitchell versus luka Doncic. it's at, at the end of the day it's that at the end of the day it's the defensive principles Uh, while I I don't think that our defenders have necessarily I think Josh Green is probably our best perimeter perimeter defender but we know defense is more about effort than anything and our guys are not going to quit on defense the Jazz don't even try on defense a lot of the time that's true and so on defense, we're we're better off because we're more in sync. Where we we trust each other, we we rotate and fill. We don't look to blame each other for for missed assignments and whatnot. Uh, on offense, the Jazz's problem. If you go back, even going back like five years ago, at all their playoff runs, they've had a chance to win almost every. Even when they got swept, or like beaten five, I can't remember which which one happened against the Warriors. They had leads in almost every game and blew them. Because Donovan Mitchell is ass in the clutch Complete buns Basura I don't even know what that means Donovan Mitchell is terrible in the clutch Because he wants to be a hero And for whatever reason, Quinn Snyder has not stopped that Last night When they blew that lead
0: We've also seen moments where Donovan Mitchell Has been great in the clutch too In the bubble a broken
1: is. clock is right twice, twice a day. Ain't that what they say? I if you throw we up,
0: saw him ball out last year as well. In a few if games. if
1: you throw up enough bullshit, every now and then you are gonna hit some bullshit. LeBron is like two for thirteen on the fuck you threes, but them two they gonna highlight right?
0: <laughs> I think it's more than that, but I get what you're saying. I'm saying it, like I, I wouldn't. He, he has I'll,
1: more L's to his name than W's.
0: I personally wouldn't you know. If if I if I'm in the clutch, would you take Luca or Donovan Mitchell on any night? Obviously, I'm taking Luca. How many times out of a hundred? Ten times, to- a hundred times out of a hundred. Okay, I'm taking Luca.
1: Luca's ability to control a game in clutch situations on a possession by possession basis is the difference. Donovan Mitchell has one option: go fast, go hard. Luca is gonna dip and dunk. Take his time, dribble in, dribble out, go fast, go slow. Like.
0: I was about to make a terrible. Yeah, don't even. Ladies. When you with your man. Don't do this. You want the jackhammer? Come on, dog.
1: You want the remix. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm saying. You gotta be able to change (sighs) tempo when you can check. Rudy Gobert, I mean Rudy, Donovan Mitchell is the jackhammer on offense. Luka Doncic is 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 the slow jam. So that in and of itself is the difference. You throw Luka on the Utah Jazz, that's a championship team.
0: I will say that is true. If you traded Luca
1: for Donovan Mitchell straight up, I'm taking them all day, every day.
0: That team, as it's
1: composed, is still a championship team. They are a championship team right now. The problem is they don't make the right decisions at the end of games.
0: Ever. You would think that's what they got a guy like Mike Connolly for, but that defeats the purpose when the ball is still in Donovan Mitchell's hands primarily. Yeah, and I've over
1: the past couple of years, Conley has slowly been frozen out of those situations. Yeah, the year, the bubble year was the first year where it felt like they had it kind of moving, and Conley, like I trusted Conley to to make the right decisions at the end of games. Uh, Bojan got hurt; he was a twenty point per game scorer that year. He did not go into the bubble. That was their year. I thought that they were perfectly designed to beat the Lakers.
0: Last year really should have been their year, if we've been honest but they choked against the Clippers. I didn't trust them.
1: <clears throat> I, 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 They definitely could have done it too last year. I was just saying it because of how
0: wide open the West. The I, West I can West. get on board with that. I can get on
1: board with that. Um, the second part of that, you mentioned the Clippers series and spreading them out and exposing Donovan or Rudy or whatever. We, I've been over this several times, but the issue with Rudy Gobert being dragged out of the paint is not Rudy Gobert it is the fact that nobody else plays defense. So if you if he has to come to the perimeter to defend somebody, he is capable one-on-one guarding someone on the
0: perimeter. He is very capable. Well, there was a clip I saw earlier today at a Utah game against the Warriors and I'm pretty sure you saw it as well of him just doing drop coverage.
1: Is that a him option or is that a Quinn Snyder thing?
0: i'm gonna be honest at some point when you got veterans like that you gotta start saying fuck what he talking about i'm going up and at least contesting i'm not saying defending they're going to go
1: i didn't it didn't i don't think it registered okay i'm not (laughs) saying
0: defending the dude on the perimeter like the, the entire time but at least hash the screen a little bit until like the guy can get in position again see what i'm saying
1: you the the problem with the Jazz is that that guy's not gonna get back in position. That's that's the problem. That's true. And so <clears throat> the question is like, does Rudy say
0: f you, Quinn Snyder? I'm just switching. Now let me ask you this question: Who's to say we wouldn't have that same problem on the Mavericks, like I mentioned?
1: So uh, against the Mavericks, the Jazz did start switching, right? Mm-hmm. And Rudy Gobert talked about that in the post game interview. We were doing the the drop or whatever, it wasn't working. Coach says switch to start start switching, it worked. Rudy Gobert clamped up, Luka, in the end of the game. Say what you want about fouls, but he did the job. Quinn Snyder, I'm questioning if he's a good coach at this point. The fact that they have the same issues for four years now, is it Quinn Snyder just not making the adjustments? Is Quinn Snyder not saying, Donovan, you need to do XYZ at the end of the game? Um, there was one clip last night of Rudy getting deep paint position. And Donovan looking them off. And Quinn Snyder looked frustrated on the sideline as well. That's the first time I've noticed that. I haven't looked for it. So maybe it's not Quinn Snyder on the offensive side. But on defense, Rudy is listening to the coach. If the coach says drop, then drop. He's dropping. Because if he's not on a different page than the coach, if he's going off script, then he's still making, putting his team at a vulnerable position because the other guys aren't going to be following what he's doing. If he switches and they're not expecting to switch, then somebody's wide open. Because the other guy's still trying to guard that guy too. And then they're like, Rudy, what are you doing?
0: So with all of that being said, let me ask you. Objectively speaking, do you feel like trading, because we have to trade for him, do you feel like trading for Rudy Gobert would be one of the best course of action for this team to be successful moving forward, if the Rudy go we have, yeah, if you, fuck the pieces we have. No, no I'm saying we, we the have the only to talk piece about, I care about is Luka Doncic No, 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 I'm telling you, I'm, I'm saying that because we obviously have to trade for him, mm-hmm. which means we'd have to recoup some talent. We, and it's already decide. hard to get people to come here. Here's good the thing, people.
1: here's what I say to that, and there's a two, there's a so many things that I want to hit, first of all. Um, if I'm building a team from scratch, my first two players being Luca and Rudy Gobert, I'm straight. I don't care who else you put on there. If we are able to retain DFS, wow. If we're able to retain Spencer Dinwiddie or Brunson, wow. If we're able to retain Dwight Powell as his backup, perfect, Beautiful. Sexy. Everything else, we can fill with marginal-ass players. You can go get me multiple random-ass 3ND players and we will have success. Generated, computer-generated creative players around those dudes, perfectly fine. But that's not what we're going to have. We're going to have a couple players that are better than that. Regardless. They can't take our entire roster. So Bullock, DFS, Josh Green, a couple of those guys are staying. The other part I want to tackle is the in this era stuff. Rudy Gobert is not the type of player you need in this era. An era is not, you don't tailor what you do to what everybody else is trying to do you you change the game by doing what everybody else is not doing you force them to play your style you force them to have to deal with what you're doing if we go out every night with the luca rudy gobert pick and roll and luca's getting layups or rudy's getting dunks every single possession teams are going to have to change the way they play to deal with that We will force the issue in that scenario. Teams, Rudy Gobert by himself changes the way teams play the game. Teams change their offensive schemes because Rudy Gobert is on the court. All the action to the rim usually goes away. They change their lineups to to spread the floor out team Rudy Gobert dictates what happens on the defensive side of the court. It works against them sometimes, but throughout, throughout, the most of the game teams can't, you can't change everything you do for a whole game. This ain't the NCAA tournament. You're not South Dakota state. You're not just going to completely change what you do. So for the majority of the game, Rudy Gobert is dictating everything, everything. The, it falls apart in the clutch situations. Because they stopped doing what they've been doing the entire game on offense. They stopped scoring points. That's that's what their problem is. We talk about hunting Rudy Gobert on switches, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, there's a, a spreadsheet a chart this out there. Rudy Gobert is the most attacked player in the NBA by far. People go at him more than anybody else in the NBA. Uh, over the past I think it's three seasons on this chart It's from, uh, I don't know what who this is I copied it, my bad, sorry I can't give anybody Credits <laughs> Almost 5,000, Possessions, highest The next most attacked player is Nikola Jokic, the next highest attacked Player is Vucevic, both of them are Like, Jokic is at about 4,000, Vucevic is at Like 3,800 Most attacked players in the NBA points per possession in the entire NBA Rudy is 0.9 points per possession when attacked when people come at try to score over Rudy Gobert it's 0.9 points per possession that is the best lowest scoring rate of any player in the NBA no they sco- people score over Rudy gobert less than anybody else the next lowest rate is Matisse Thibel who's like just above 0.9 but people only attack him 1.8 thousand times in that time span but they've attacked Rudy three times as many times, despite the fact that he is the the, the hardest player in the league to score against. If teams are d- intentionally taking themselves out of their game to get the least efficient shot in the NBA, we if we go on the other end and run the most efficient play in the NBA, a Luka, go, Luka Gobert pick and roll, we're winning 140 to 90 every night damn near nobody's wants nobody can score on us if they're attacking gobert every every single play if they don't attack rudy gobert every single play he gets to camp out anywhere in the vicinity of the paint here's the thing i talked about the times this is when they actually attack rudy gobert the stat that you don't see is the times where teams will, will run their sets and then see Rudy Gobert and decide, you know what, this is not a shot I'm trying to take. That doesn't get calculated because the shot's not attempted. They decided to pass it somewhere else. That happens all night. Rudy Gobert is around, Never mind. Got some more stats for you. I'm not an analytic head, right? That's not my thing. I I could not care less. I I watched the game. And, And here's something I noticed or something I have to have to pay attention to when I talk about basketball. Everybody doesn't see the game the same way, right? When I watch the game, I'm looking at it as a point guard, because that's what I was, and as a coach, because that's what I, I aspired to be at one point in my life, because I do analyze the game and see the game differently from that perspective. I see ways to manipulate the game. When I look at players that that I like and whatnot, I base it on the way I would want to play basketball or I would want to, a team I would want to coach. The things I see that I could do with certain players. And, you know, if a player doesn't work out, it's because they didn't go to a situation that where they're being used the way if a player I like doesn't play well, it's because they're not being used the way I think they should be used most of the time. Um and if not, I'll I'll change my tune on that player. With that established, I went to do I went to somebody who did do the the work on the analytics has 538.com. They do a lot of stuff with advanced stats. Last year, uh, as far as the the points per 100 possession, Luca and I mean Rudy Gobert and Draymond, best in the league, minus 119 percent it's actually, this is actually players since 2006, 2007. Uh, Rudy Gobert last year and Draymond in 2016, lowest points per 100 point, possession difference in, in NBA since 2006. Andre Roberson is third, Covington is fourth, Bruce Bowen, Michael Carter-Williams, Bogut, Gerald Wallace, Giannis, Kevin Garnett. Like those are the players on this list. Rudy Gobert last year, better than all of them defensively. 538 also went and did the defensive Raptor stat. I don't know what the fuck that is, but they used it. It's a stat. They they used it to measure like best defensive players since 1977. That was the year the league merged, right? Oh, wow. The top five, number five, Hakeem Olajuwon in 1990. Ben Wallace, number four in 2003. David Robinson, number three in 1992. Ben Wallace, number two in 2004, and Rudy Gobert, number one last year in the defensive Raptor uh, rating. The gap between Rudy Gobert and Ben Wallace's seasons is bigger than the gap between Ben Wallace in, at the number two spot and Hakeem at the number five spot. He was that much better defensively last year than any of those guys. The ESPN defensive real plus-minus. They went back to 1996. Number five and number four, Ben Wallace in 2003 and 2006. Number two and number three was Dikembe Mutombo in 97 and 98. Number one, Rudy Gobert. Dunks and three-pointers defended plus-minus since 2004. Chuck Hayes in 2008, Chris Paul in 2014, Rudy Gobert in 2020, Ben Wallace in 06, Rudy Gobert in 2021, number one again. And finally, the the B-Ball Index defensive LeBron since 2009. Number five, Kevin Garnett. Number four, Rudy Gobert in 2017. Number three, Dwight Howard in 2010. Number two, Dwight Howard in 2011, a year that I think a lot of people think he should have won MVP. And number one, Rudy Gobert last year. The impact that he has on the defensive side of the ball could not be more underrated than it is. He could have been the MVP off of that alone, in my opinion. He completely changes the entire game on that side of the ball. If you let him, if you offer him any help at all, which the Jazz do not. They basically just say, F it, Rudy, down there somewhere.
0: But how do we offer him help?
1: Dorian Finney-Smith flies around. Reggie Bullock
0: flies around. Josh
1: Green flies around. Three people. Maxi Kleba flies around.
0: These guys are flying around. I'm talking about dudes that can that you don't you have, have to, to clamp
1: up. You just have to get in the way. You have to cause any type of resistance. The jazz do not offer any resistance. Watch a jazz game and don't watch watch anybody else off ball, on ball, whatever. Zero resistance on defense. None. Nada. Nunca.
0: <laughs> okay. Then I ask you, because it's my main thing. And after this, I have no more questions. No further
1: questions.
0: The offense, this pick and roll thing you keep talking about. I get it.
1: I'm a, I
0: got offense too. How got? much How much do you think that's sustainable, especially in the playoffs? You going to rely on this as your second best player? This is the guy you want to rely on?
1: So first of all, let's look at the numbers, right? Let's, let's go to the stat. I'm going I'm to drop the the, the analytics because that's, that's what we got, right? And then I'll talk about philosophy. And, and how basketball works. So true shooting percentage, Rudy Gobert's is 73%. That's a measure of all your field goal attempts, the efficiency, blah, blah, blah. Uh, free throws, three-pointers, field goals. Rudy Gobert's true shooting percentage is 73%, which is, puts him at the 99th percentile. One of the best in the league, true shooting percentage. His free throw rate, that is field free throw attempts versus field goal attempts is 82.3 percent so for every five shot attempts he has he's taking also four free throws 100th percentile what does that mean pretty much number one in the league at getting fouled his turnover rate this is something people say say you know he fumbles the ball away blah 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 his turnover rate is 13.7 percent that's times he turns the ball over when he gets a possession That is the 5th percentile As in bottom 5% In the league at turning the ball over When he gets it Does not turn the ball over The The, the rumors of him being a turnover Merchant are widely exaggerated Finally I don't even know what the hell this is God damn it <laughs> uh, His field goal percentage leads the NBA, right? His free throw percentage, 69%, respectable for a big man. His point per possession on post-up is one point, pretty much 50%, right? 52.6% is the actual number, but pretty much you give it to him in the post on a post-up half the time he's scoring now again they don't give him the ball on post-ups right he gets maybe 0.3 i think it's 0.3 per game so once every three games he gets a post-up dwight powell for example gets 0.2 per game once every five games dwight powell gets a post-up dwight powell's post-up percentage 66 percent of the time he's in his one out of five one every five games and again rudy's is 52 whatever Prozingis was at 42%. Pascal Siakam, 51.6. That's lower than Rudy's. Towns, 53.6. 1% higher than Rudy. Mobley, 50.4. Lower than Rudy. Maxi 28%. I just threw that in there to be an asshole. Sabonis, 45%. Lower than Rudy's. Luca, 46%. Lower than Rudy's. And we can talk about volume, but I'm just putting the raw numbers out there. If he doesn't get the opportunities... We can only judge him on the opportunities he gets. Embiid, 48%. I get Gobert, his points per possession on post up is higher than most of these players, right? I do not want Rudy Gobert post ups. I do not think we need Rudy Gobert post ups. When Rudy Gobert gets in the pick and roll and teams switch, which they do often mostly because they don't give him the damn ball. I've watched him progress over the years and get better and better at sealing. That is, getting his man on his ass cheeks and burying him under the rim. Rudy knows that he doesn't have any fucking post moves. I'm sorry, let me dial it back. He knows he doesn't have any post moves. He does not want to have to use post moves. He wants to get as close to the rim as possible so he can grab it and dunk. And he dunks with, he can dunk without jumping. There's a, I can find you a a clip of him with his hand on the rim and his foot on the ground. He can dunk without jumping. He's big as hell. His wingspan is massive. He gets in there. He gets very wide. He puts his arms up. He has a point guard on him. He asks for the ball. They don't give him the fucking ball. That's two easy points. Or it's a foul. Two things there. One. Let's say he gets it, he goes up, he gets the dunk, two points, possession over, two points per possession. Doesn't get, the only way you can be more efficient is if you hit an open three, right? And every now and then, it's cool to pass up that opportunity if somebody else is open for the three, but not as much as the Jazz do it, which is 100% of the time. Secondarily, if they're switching a guard on him in the post, you give him the ball, the guard fouls him, that adds up. One, you get the other team into the bonus if they commit five fouls. Or in the last two minutes, if they commit two fouls, you get them into the bonus. Now you run that pick and roll. Luca holds on to the ball, gets fouled, whatever. We're we're causing other problems for them besides worrying about whether or not Rudy Gobert got the the points off of that post-up. Right? So what options? One, he gets the points off the post-up. Two, he gets the foul. He gets the foul. We get somebody in foul trouble or he goes to the free throw line, gets the points. We keep running that option, spamming that option, the defense is gonna sag because they're not gonna they're not gonna enjoy watching uh Steph Curry, uh Klay Thompson, uh Devin Booker, they're not gonna enjoy watching them get bodied by Rudy Gobert in the paint over and over. Or having Luca go down their throats. Because not only does him sealing that man off allow him to get the easy layup or the or dunk, it also keeps that one player out of the play. So now Luca has one less defender to worry about. As he's coming off these screens, he's already got the big switched on him. He's already faster than the big. He can get to the rim with ease, layup, whatever. Besides all of those things, I watched Rudy do this all night, all night, and never get the ball. And his determination, his hunger, his desire to do these things does not waver. I saw him get frustrated a little last night, but he still was doing it. He was doing his job. Coming off the roll, wide open down the middle of the lane, no ball. Gets into the paint, look, guard on him, body up. Hey, I'm here. Give me the ball. All right, one, two, let me get out of the paint. He's doing it every time, no matter what. If you watch the Olympics, France was giving him the ball, and he did not look like the same player. He was still doing the same stuff. But when he got the ball, he was going up strong He was getting fouled, he was getting dunks He was getting layups, he had a couple jump hooks I didn't even know he had that in his arsenal Because he doesn't get enough paint touches The Josh Green thing, right? Rick Carlisle will put him in He will make one mistake and come out, right? Josh Green's ass, Josh Green's the worst player in the league Jason okay, Kidd comes in, lets him play through his mistakes. All of a sudden, he looks like a solid NBA player. If Rudy Gobert gets two touches a night and he fumbles the ball on one or two of those touches, and that's all you have that, as evidence, yeah, anybody, you can find clips of any player two, three, four, five times a night looking like ass. I can put together a Luka throwing the ball directly to the other team compilation right now. It will be 20 minutes long of Luka just throwing the ball wherever the hell. If you focus on just the bad things that are occurring look at the things that are within his control look at the things that are not i'm willing to bet large again and i'll do this if if we get rudy gobert if rudy gobert goes to a team with a point guard that can actually pass the fucking ball if he goes to atlanta uh toronto uh san antonio if he goes to any of those teams i will take bets on the success of those teams i will take bets On him being a 20 point per game score easily he gets seven field goal attempts a game three of them i believe are on putbacks or offensive rebounds that he's going up and getting if you move that number to 10 12 12 i'm asking three three touches a quarter he's a 20 point per game score easily and you completely control the other team in every single way with him on the court. He's being completely wasted, misutilized, and he's still carrying the jazz to being a successful basketball team because without him, they'd be complete ass. They'd be the Phoenix Suns before Chris Paul got there. Battling for 10th in the West every single year. Donovan Mitchell is not that guy. Love him as much as I did, did past tense. He's not that guy. He's not carrying a team. On his back. Anywhere. I'm off the soapbox.
0: All I did was ask two questions. I ain't need all the analytics. I don't give a shit about that. This I'm wasn't for you.
1: This wasn't for you. This I know, was for but I, all, I did,
0: all I did was ask, objectively speaking, <laughs> do you feel like trading for Rudy Gobert would be one of the best courses of action for the Dallas Mavericks?
1: Yes. If if it was possible to get Rudy Gobert, that would Hold be up. my no. number
0: one move ever. No. Okay. All right, cool. Second question. Do you feel like all number that two. stuff you talked about offensively the pick and roll, sailing in the paint, all of that. The mismatches, the mismatches. Do you feel like that's sustainable in the playoffs when somebody knows they have the game plan against you for two, three times a week?
1: Do you remember last year's playoffs? Uh,
0: what specific series are you talking about?
1: The clip? I mean, the, the the Dallas Mavericks versus the Clippers. Okay. Second half of that series would, or no? Even in the bubble. Who was our second Who did I say was our second most
0: reliable player In the bubble No fucking idea Boban Okay
1: Not because Bobon is a A, a <laughs> dominant player Boban's mobility versus Gobert's mobility Is not No Gobert's washing him every day of the week Gobert is damn near as mobile Actually I meant to confirm I believe Gobert is probably as mobile as Dwight Powell almost Almost. Not quite, but close. And whatever he lacks in a couple steps, he makes up for it with his length pause. Um, yes. We put Bobon in there because it was a way to control the game. There was a way to control the game. But to have a big man that Luka could throw the ball to from time to time to get people away from him. KP can't hold a position in the paint. That was not an option with him. Gobert can hold his position in the paint. Again, we're not asking him to get in there and do a dream shake. If you give somebody a ball in the paint area, the defense is going to suck in. Period. Their brains are not going to say, that's Rudy Gobert, I don't have to move. Jalen Brunson is constantly near the paint area for no reason. He's not going to accomplish anything if he has to in the paint, but he's always down there, sagging off. When when the ball is on the uh, away from his man, so if you give Rudy Gobert the ball in the paint area, kick it back out to Luca. Good things are going to happen. We don't have anybody that can hold a spot in the paint. When we when we are struggling to score, when we're struggling to get offense, having a big that we can throw the ball to like Rudy and that having that Rudy Luca pick and roll to fall back on if it's not our primary offense is. Again, allowing us to control the game. That's what those Luca Boban minutes were, allowing us to control the game. And then we gave up stuff on the defensive end because Boban is not Rudy Gobert on that end of the ball. But on the offensive end, that is, as a bread and butter play, as your fallback, as your emergency breaking case of emergency, that is the most dependable play in basketball. So yes, it's super sustainable Okay And I said he would be my number one Aiden would probably be my number one Because he can do most of what Rudy does And he's younger But if I had to design a player To partner with Luca, It would be Rudy Gobert Or Victor Wembanyama. But that's a whole other story Go France Viva la
0: I'm ready to move on
1: that took way longer than you need to way longer um we'll take a break we'll come back and close this out
0: let's do that (laughs) if you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey spotify for podcasts is the perfect platform for you they allow you to record your podcast and edit it not only from your computer but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience. with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that, all you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, And Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify Podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Welcome back, folks.
1: Um, I lost control of myself for a minute there. I lost track of time, space, and the continuum. Um, (laughs) uh, I I did leave some stuff out. There's a couple things I didn't want to drop real quick. As far as Donovan Mitchell as a playmaker and as a closer, a couple things I'm just going to drop these and we're going to move on. Somebody pointed out Donovan Mitchell passes the ball to Rudy Gobert two times a game. Two. Total for 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 comparison purposes, Luca passes the ball to Dorian Finney-Smith nine times, Brunson eight point seven, Dwight Powell seven, Maxi six point six, Reggie Bullock six, Tim Hardaway five, Porzingis four point seven. To further emphasize how bad this is, Joe Ingles has passed the ball to Rudy Gobert one hundred seventy-four times this season. Donovan Mitchell has passed the ball to him one hundred fifty-one times. Joe Ingles tore his ACL in January. In the clutch, this season, that's the the last five minutes of a five-point game or less. Donovan Mitchell is averaging 2.5 points, 39.3% from the field, 26.1% from three, 53.3% from the line. Complete ass cheeks. Buns. He has zero points. In the fourth quarter last night, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, 0 for 4 with a turnover. You're going to tell me that giving the ball to Rudy twice would not be better than any of that. By the way, Rudy Gobert had four points during this time. I think he had five, actually, during the whole fourth quarter. But four points during the stretch where none of his other teammates could score on putbacks. And again, multiple times where he was wide open in the paint and they didn't give him the ball. Two points. Guaranteed two points. Guaranteed one point if he gets foul. Actually. If you po- if he posts up, is a guaranteed one point per possession. Anyway. All of that said, Reese, uh, I made you wait long enough. Who is your unsung hero of the week?
0: Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week Award for this week goes to none other than Mr. Dwight Powell. He has earned it. Uh, The way he's playing, if he plays like this in the future, I can see him as a consistent 13-6 and guy, maybe 13-7. and Uh, I think that's generous asking of Dwight Powell, considering what we've seen of the dude before. But, you know, like I said before, my dream role for Dwight Powell is on the bench, not starting. But I will say since he's been starting again this season for us, he has been stepping up and once again puts himself in contention. For Mavs outsiders, unsung hero of the year award, Dwight Powell. The award goes to you this week, my brother. But now we will kick it to Mr. Weatherman Bibbs to give us the forecast for the final week of the regular season.
1: <laughs> you don't know, this final week kind of snuck up on us here. I have a question for you though. Uh, are there more than is there more than two players that are uh, vying for that 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 unsung player of the year? Possibly. Wow, you're not gonna give us any hint. All right, uh, let's let's move forward, folks. Uh it, it's amazing, you know. Last week of the season, I I, I uh it, it, it snuck up on me. I thought we had two weeks. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I thought we had two weeks. I did not plan my vacation around this. This is it, folks. This is your last forecast. Uh wow. I uh I'm gonna be signing off here. I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it. Anyway, let's do it. Last game, last three games of the season are against teams that are complete ass. Let's get into it. Pistons on Wednesday. Actually, they've, they've been making some moves. They signed my boy Carson Edwards. Uh, he's going to get buckets at any turn. And they got Marvin Bagley at the trade deadline, uh, uh, amassing the young talent. Cade Cunningham has been hooping lately. Uh, I, I'm very excited about that young Pistons squad. If they can get Jeremy Grant out of that locker room. The ceiling is a roof for that team next year. Look out for them. But they're going to get their asses beat Wednesday. Moving forward in the week, Blazers on Friday. Another team that is tanking. Anthony Simon shut down for the year. Uh, should be an easy dub. And then finally on Sunday, we're going to go home to face the Spurs. Believe they're not going to be playing for anything. I think they're locked into the, the the nine-ish range, or they should be by that time of the week, depending on how the week goes. Could be another throwaway game. And currently, we're still in contention for that three seed. We need the Warriors to lose a game or two here. Actually, we just need them to lose one if we went out. Should be another dub. I'm predicting a 3-0 and week going into the postseason with a 52-win season for the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, that's sexy. Race back to you.
0: 3-0. Putting it out there. No, no holes at 3-0. We finishing the season three and zero in a week.
1: I personally feel good about it. Uh, I don't see why we should lose to any of these teams. I it
0: is it, absolutely no reason,
1: and I don't see any reason why we would rest Luca if we still have a shot at the three seed. Absolutely. So I hope we is go it. for
0: it. I definitely go for it. I mean, you know, the four seed <laughs> is cool, but um, three seed gives us a better chance at possibly reaching the Western Conference Finals. So absolutely go for the three seed if it's there the opportunity is there go for it if not rest the guys
1: okay. any other thoughts before we close up out of here
0: um i feel like there was enough thoughts for this episode um <laughs> <laughs> nah honestly no uh no thoughts i'm just i'm so excited for the playoffs i can't wait the way luke is playing right now the playoffs are gonna get good i'm hoping the rest of the guys step up excited about the way this team has been playing down the stretch this season aside from a few games here and there but you know I'm ready man I'm ready to get this thing started the current standings
1: seem to line up for us to play either Denver or Utah at this point I can't see them slipping well I guess they could Minnesota is the other option do you have any priority ranking on those three teams as far as who you would want to see
0: Depend well. Who you wouldn't want to see? Well, when you say that, is this assuming that we're going to be the four seed?
1: Either one, as far as getting out of the first round.
0: Um, if I had to choose, I would say Denver. Is the team you want to see most? Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, no. I'm sorry, Utah. (laughs) Yeah, not most. I want to see Utah most, but honestly, I. Um, because Utah doesn't have a Nikola Jokic um, When you have a guy like Nikola Jokic They say this often They say when you had the best player on the floor You always have a chance to win And when the Mavericks and the Nuggets play I'm not sure who the best player on the floor Is between <laughs> Luka and Jokic So it's a it's a wash um, The Utah Jazz I, I, I think they're frauds And I mean that in the most respectful way possible Um uh, I feel like we can definitely now let me put it like this um, I would not be shocked if we lose in the playoffs to the Utah Jazz uh, I'm not saying they're a bad team I would be disappointed but I would not be shocked um, same way if we lost to the Nuggets would not be shocked disappointed, absolutely would not be shocked but either one of them I'm okay with in the first round I would rather have Utah I
1: don't, I don't think I have a preference I don't think I want to play the Timberwolves that's the only thing I'll say that's the team i don't want to play i don't i don't trust them at all i feel like the the jazz have things that, the jazz and nuggets have pressure the timberwolves don't that's true i
0: don't want to play a team with no pressure i don't think the nuggets have pressure
1: i, I can agree with that but i think Jokic like mentally is tired of losing too
0: yeah but i mean that's if anybody that, has pressure it's definitely utah so
1: yeah utah has all kinds of <laughs> pressure uh so again All the talent in the world to get it done But none of the mental capacity So all day And with that I don't even remember when we started this podcast I apologize for talking about Rudy Gobert For 30 minutes You know what I'll see y'all next week (laughs) Peace